Hello and welcome back to Not Without My Sister, the podcast featuring two sisters, me, more importantly, Rosemary McCabe, and Beatrice, last and least, Beatrice McCabe. I was here first. You mean like in the room or on on the planet? Both. Oh. Just before we get into today's episode, which is going to be, I mean, stellar, top episode, uh, as always. Before we get into it, this, we are sorry to say, is our last episode for the next couple of weeks as we embark upon the maternity leave that we never knew we needed. I'm taking maternity leave because I'm having a baby. Beatrice is taking maternity leave because she didn't get enough maternity leave when she had her baby. Excuse me, I'm taking, a mater- I'm taking maternity leave because you're taking maternity leave because I'm taking maternity leave to mind you. Oh, that's actually true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. And I'm not taking full maternity leave. I'm going to pop up with the odd guest. Not that the guest is odd, although maybe the guest is odd. And if I can even get the old parents on without you so that we can <gasps> talk about the favoritism, because that's what I really want to hear about from mom and dad. Oh my God. If you do, if you do mom and dad without me, I'm doing, I'm doing an episode with mom and dad without you. That's fine with me. Oh my God. Great. We can talk about your, your thesis here that you absolutely deny now. I do not deny it. <laughs> Did my thesis. There Did was a year. Did your thesis turn into an absolute stress head? Excuse me, I got dumped that year. It was oh, like a terrible, terrible year. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I even realised at the time. Anyway, listen. Yeah, rel- shoulda, woulda, coulda. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Okay. Even though we're taking maternity leave, we won't be actually going anywhere from your podcast feeds. Just in case you thought you were getting a break, you're not getting a break. We're going to be back with some rerun episodes. We'll be playing you some bonus exclusive episodes that have only been on Patreon thus far that some of you have not heard and as Beatrice said she may be popping up with a guest or two or three if you can to mom and dad well we'll see we'll see about mom and dad yeah yeah we'll 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 see how how efficient we'll see how much help I need well exactly and we'll see how amenable they are they already said they weren't coming on but they are I think they'd be happy to come on on their own and just talk about all the things that we've lied about that we've like if they would do like it would be the most meandering no editor you know could edit you know that. What? We should just get clip mics and stick them on them for the whole time they're here. <laughs> and then we could edit their late night conversations into something like legible or something understandable. So they called me the other night and they said, um, oh, we were just, we woke up this morning, we were rolling around in the bed laughing and we thought about Don. I was like, what? what? They're like, oh yeah, do you remember how Don was always laughing with how much we would be laughing in bed in the morning when we woke up and all the chats. Oh yeah, and sure. I, and we were doing, didn't know where that was going to we go. We were doing imaginary Sudoku in bed and Imagine I was saying to your dad no so if there's a three in the second box over then there can't be a five <laughs> sure sorry do you remember when I was sleeping in the room next to them upstairs and I kept having to knock on the wall to tell them to shut up at night especially like go to sleep like they're like children you'll have to like, warn them because Chance and Fox is going to be in the room next to them and the two of them do be chatting and laughing all night they long they do it's like they, they do so much chatting oh my god listen stop we're not allowed to talk about them anymore. okay sorry back to the episode so basically, you're taking a break and I'm taking what you think is going to be a break to support you in the break that you actually won't be having. But we're not really taking a break because we're going to have Patreon episodes. We're going to have some brand new episodes with special guests and we're going to have some classic reruns, classic reruns voted for 
by the listeners. So only the good ones. I mean, they're all good, but only the best ones. I mean, they're all the best. Yeah. People were saying things like, we can't even choose. It's so hard to choose. Everything's brilliant. Did they say that? Most people were saying Beatrice and the Poochie Trousers, to be honest. (laughs) And then there was the odd person saying, I love every episode. Oh, did anybody actually say that? Yeah. Oh, he totally made that up. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. People said that. Oh my God, I love them all. I think they're very fun. Like two or three people. That was mom. (laughs) (laughs) My God, imagine if mom was on Instagram, I'd never be able to say anything. No, mom was more like, none of them. Edit out all the parts that mention me. And then all of them are giggling. Oh, actually, God. Sorry, where do we get the giggling from? What do you mean? We don't giggle. We laugh. We chortle. Sorry, we've we just guffle. been talking about mom and dad giggling oh, nonstop. We get exactly, it from them. Exactly. If they weren't so giddy at night. <laughs> <laughs> we might never be here. Oh, that's not what I meant at all, Rosemary. Oh, no wonder mom hates when you talk. Back to the episode. Today we thought we would talk about maps, navigating, mm-hmm. the, the passenger you want to murder. Oh, you know, we're not going to have any. We can't talk about this now because mom said we can't talk about her anymore. I wasn't going to talk about her at all. I was going to talk, talk about her and dad nonstop. So we can't talk. Listen, you know what? Maybe if they hadn't, if they hadn't brought us up in the countryside, if we'd been in a neighborhood or in the town, I would have had more friends my own age and I wouldn't have had to do everything with my parents and be oh, like, I thought you were going to say if we lived in a neighborhood, we wouldn't have had to navigate so much. Oh, well, also, also, <laughs> if we lived in town, we would have been grand. Also, but if I'd been allowed, you know, grow up and be a grown up that I thought I was, but actually, do you remember I had that memory of going to Turkey and I was like, oh, I was 12 and you were like, you were 19. I mean, I think I was quite immature and I blame mom and dad for everything. That's convenient. <laughs> you didn't even have to go to therapy to come to that conclusion. I know, there's no accountability here. Absolutely none. No. So Beatrice, tell me, what am I like as a navigator? Because we recently had an experience. We were in Michigan. I was navigating and you were delighted with things. You were absolutely great. You were really, really good. Um, I could absolutely rest assured. I didn't have to keep flicking my eyes down to the, dangerously to the phone to check that we were, in fact, on the correct road that we had not gone miles past the junction, we, that you were paying attention. It was excellent. You were really, really, really focused on, on the navigation, which I, on the navigation, as mother would say, which I appreciated. Can I just point out, that's very bitchy and sarcastic. I was focused on the navigation, but very frequently. Okay, so I clearly don't understand miles, right? Which is, the, which is one of the problems. I'm used to kilometers. You've been in America for 20 years. I don't think that was the problem. I think the problem was you're very easily distracted. Can I finish the sentence? Go ahead. Thanks. I do not understand miles. So when it says your turn is in 0.5 of a mile, I'm like, that's miles away. (laughs) (laughs) That logic is already wrong. (laughs) So we're driving along and I'm like, it's definitely not this turn. And then we get to the turn and I'm like, Mohawk Road. I'm like, oh crap, it was that turn. That's just what kept happening. No, that is not what kept happening. This is what kept happening. I don't get distracted. Yes, you do. Uh Okay. Beatrice, we're, um, okay, we're on exit. I was like, can you look at the phone? And then you would take my phone. I go, can you look at the phone for the map? And you would go, oh, okay. And then you go, okay, well, we're exit 422. It's coming up in 22 miles. Fine. Right? We would drive, we would drive. And I go, are we nearly there? Uh, 422, Grant. And then as we came upon the junction, you would then say, here, here, there, there. Sure, you could have seen the sign. Of here, there. I'd already told you no, it was 422. There was no turn right, turn left. There, there, this, this here. <laughs> go, go here. <laughs> I was like, what are you saying to me? Oh, sorry, that was the turn. I couldn't remember any of my words. Like, literally, these are the conversations we had in the car. And then we w- I would have taken the turn that you would have, like, I would have madly swerved to wherever the- this here or there. Oh, no, this is the wrong one. It was back there. Oh, I can't believe you took us off the road. Where are we? And as we drove through that extremely creepy <laughs> cornfield, this isn't a road. This is, I don't know why the phone has taken us here. This no, is you, not a road. No, I, I was like, the, the photo saying this is a road. You were like, this isn't a road. And you said... I agree this isn't a road. And then as we turned, then you said, go straight, go straight. Oh, no, go left, go left. Oh, straight is left. 
These were the helpful things that you were saying. Oh, to yeah. Me. Well, sometimes the roads here are very confusing when it's like keep on the road, but then it actually goes left. You know what I mean? Straight is left. Well, like what I mean more is continuing on this road does mean turning left. Oh, that would have been a helpful sentence to have heard complete out of your mouth. I was driving to Galway one time with my ex-boyfriend in college and I remember it was like really late and we'd, we'd left. We just left Dublin. I think mom plied us with too many desserts. We'd left too late and uh, we were driving down. Then all of a sudden he goes, calf. And I was like, what? And he, like, I'm going to watch. Like cafe. And I went, what? And he goes, calf. And I was like, what are you talking about? There's a, there's a calf in the road and there's oh. a calf in the middle of the road. I was like, would a full sentence not have been helpful? Oh, I totally thought he was like knowing how much you liked coffee breaks was saying calf, like as in cafe. Yeah, would cafe, you want to have that would have been nice. Yeah. No, sure. Everything's closed on the road to go away after about 6 p.m. Oh, I missed the There's barely even a rest stop. Well, like, why did you not see this calf? I wonder. I mean, I don't know. He just saw it before I did. But then he started shouting at me. So I'm like looking at him going like, what are you talking about as I'm driving along? And he's not, you know, like using a full sentence. So maybe that's where I got that from. I mean, I'm a good navigator as long as the phone stays behaving itself. You know, the way like you can be driving along and suddenly you're like, oh, no, the, the road is like the Google map has gone off the wrong. I actually genuinely appreciate paper maps. I love a good paper map. Oh, no. I mean, I don't have any right now, but I miss the days of the paper map. I enjoyed oh, that. I don't. It was such a pain. You have to try and open them up and then turn. Like I can only function turning them around the, the direction we're going in. You I know what I mean? about the stuff as well. Apparently that's something that women are supposed to be good I at, that know. spatial spatial awareness. But you remember that um, in in school, I don't know if you, I mean, I'm sure you did do this. Oh, I loved orienteering. Don't know why, it's competitive spirit. But you remember um, in school when you were doing geography yeah. and they would get the piece of string and you had to like oh, yeah, lay it all over the map. Like think yeah. about the stuff these kids will never have to do again. Like what a stupid Thank exercise as well. Yeah. Like, okay, so how long is it? You're like... And then you'd like, you'd mismeasure the string. Like you got the concept, but like, what was the, what was but the sorry, point of all of that? Really? All the maths we had to do without a calculator in school, even when there were calculators, do you know what I mean? Now I'm like, what was the point of that? I mean, I suppose, I suppose that they didn't know at the time that you'd have a calculator on your phone in your pocket at all times. So, but I in, mean, you could have had one of those massive Casio calculators. Yeah. But I suppose in theory, they're like, for when you don't have a calculator, it's important to understand this. But you're like, what, what, like if, if I need to understand that for my job or for my future, I would always have a calculator. Yes. Well, anyway, back to the paper maps, which I enjoyed and appreciated and were always relatively accurate. Right. And then also, I mean, even if you got into a traffic jam, at least you didn't know you were driving into an imminent pileup. Right. Oh, I do hate that on Google Maps when it's like red and and you always notice too late to turn around. You're like, well, what am I supposed to do about that? Right. Anyway, so I think that there's something about the paper maps that I used to really enjoy. And I remember, well, actually, I'd say. I remember driving through France with Julie and the paper maps. I'd actually say I don't think she was a great navigator either because I remember we drove the wrong way on the highway for approximately four hours and then realized we'd gone the wrong way. And she was definitely the one with the finger on the map because I was driving. God bless. So my friend Claire and I went to France years ago. We went to um, Le Grand Métairie campsite with, I think, her mom and her, and her two aunts. So Claire and I, one of the aunts are sitting in the back and we drove like so we got the boat to I think Cherbourg and then we were driving down I think the campsite was kind of like a little bit down from Normandy like maybe maybe North Brittany you know what I mean and uh, so we got on the motorway and in France when you come off the motorway there's this sign that has a car with a line through it that means like you're coming off the motorway (laughs) right but we in our little tiny wisdom were like oh that means no cars 
me and Claire in the back were like, no, no, that definitely means no cars. And we were like, you know, in French as well, you were always learning about navigating and like, and like in French class at school. So we were like, no, no, we learned that at school. That means no cars. So we literally drove on this motorway basically towards Paris or towards actually towards Bayeux, right? For approximately four hours. And when we got to like five miles from Bayeux, her mom was like, oh, and we were all getting like absolute sense of humor failures going, we're going the wrong way. Where are we? <laughs> this is before sat nav, right? So we're all like totally thick. And Claire and I were like, you can't take that turn. Even though I don't know how we didn't notice the other cars going off. You're like, well, there they go to their, sh- to their imminent doom. <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> only French cars, only French cars. Like like Irish cars, no. These lemmings. Oh yeah, my God, I used to love lemmings. Anyway, so we get to about four miles from Bayard and mom's like, oh, while we're here, we might as well go and see the tapestry, right? Claire and I are like, we have things to do in the campsite. We have, we have cigarettes to smoke, we have yes. drinks to drink, we have German men to meet, German <gasps> boys to meet. So uh, the two of us were like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's actually on loan to the V&A. How, how in God's would we name even know? Would, how did they believe us? How in God's name would you have known that? From school, we're like, oh no, no, we were talking about that in school last week. It's on loan to the V. I think I was like elbowing Claire, going, "No, oh, tell them, tell them it's at the V." You absolute brat. Do they know that this was a total lie? Now I don't think so. I don't know. Hopefully, they don't even remember. Oh my god! You know that, like all jokes aside, right? There must be an amazing skill and onus right on people who design signs because it's so critical. Like that's actually a stupid sign. A car that is with a, a line through it. Yeah. And I would like to say now navigation unrelated but when i moved to indiana okay i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this by saying america has very unique weather systems in each state and i've lived in new york and i've lived in dallas and i've lived here and everywhere i move i have new things to learn about like what risky weather behavior okay okay there is and also what risky animals live in this climate right so like when i moved to dallas there are tornadoes in dallas oh, there right? were tornadoes and there were other things which i mean Probably. No, I don't really think there were those in, in New York. Like they got the tail end of a couple of tornadoes coming up from the Gulf or from like, you know, the Caribbean or whatever. But is a tornado a twister? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Right. And yeah, New York, it's hurricanes. Like yeah, that's the tail end of a exactly, hurricane. But I don't exactly. think it'll get a tornado. Indiana exactly. apparently gets tornadoes, but only small ones. Apparently. Right. Anyway, so when I first joined Vera Bradley, they have these signs outside the bathrooms that are like, the cone, the whippy cone of an ice cream cone upside down, right? And it's in a little diamond, which is because our logo is in a diamond, right? And I was like, God, this is bizarre because every state's different, right? And I was like, this is bizarre that in Indiana, they obviously uh, notify you of very strong toilet flushes, right? (laughs) Okay. I was like, this is weird. And I was really nervous to use the bathroom, right? Well, in case your arse got sucked in. I was like, this must be a warning, right? Don't sit too close to the seat. Don't get comfortable on the seat. I was like, can you imagine the mortification, honestly, if like I had to call somebody because I was washed down, vacuumed into the toilet, right? I was like, this is going to be so embarrassing. For like literally 18 months. So were you like flushing it and then standing really far away, like trying to lean over and then get away from the toilet? Like I just was not getting too close to the toilet at all. I was like, it made my life very challenging. And like going to the bathroom every single time was nerve wracking, genuinely, right? So after about 18 months of being there, there was a... 18 months? Yeah, there was like a siren goes off around the building and I'm looking around like, what, what the hell is this, you know? And the sky's gone really dark and it's like, oh, I, there's a tornado because there's a twister coming. And I'm like, there's a twister. We have twisters here, like Egypt, right? We have twisters in Indiana. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to go to one of the um, the shelters. And I'm like, how do we know what a shelter looks like? There's a symbol outside the door. And I go, well, like, 
Like, well, there's, you know, usually they can be underground or you, in houses, like you go down to the basement and you have to make sure that it's, you know, it's, um, or you get into the bath or whatever, yeah, like somewhere very enclosed, away from windows, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, you've seen the sign around the building. I'm like, I really have not seen the sign around the building. And it turns out <laughs> this is the sign of a twister, an upside down ice cream <laughs> whippy, right? And I'm like, that's a twister. So they're all piling into the toilet, right? Into the bathroom. And I go, this is a tornado shelter. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, so embarrassed. I didn't tell anybody. You didn't for tell months, anyone. For months, I couldn't tell anybody that I thought this meant, watch out, extra strong flush. <laughs> Were there any of these signs like outside rooms that aren't toilets that you could have put two and two together? You I, know mean, what I mean, not that I noticed, but now I'm going to go back in and have a look. Like every time now I go to the bathroom, I laugh about that. I look at it and I just have this like ridiculous flashback oh God, to ridiculous. the we fear. Have, um, we have practiced, though, getting into the bath with the boys. Like oh. if, if ever there's a tornado or a hurricane. Oh, I thought in, you meant just in do. general, because your bath, as everybody know, likes to point out, is quite small. <sighs> you and the baby were comfortably in that bath the other night. We were actually. It's actually big. It's yeah. just in photos, it looks small. Yeah, it's not long, but it's like it's it's, no, it's, it's wide. Really, really, it's got good yeah. capacity. It's capacious. Is that a word? It is. It means means big, big capacity. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, speaking, just circling back, circling back to your comment about paper maps. My old housemate, Regan, Used to love a paper map. Just a note and aside. I'm so, it's, are you really a writer? Adjective. Having a lot of space inside. Roomy. She rummaged in her capacious handbag. Capaciousness. Noun. Oh, I just don't use that word oh, a lot. F- from mother. From Latin. Capax. From the Latin. Capax. Capas. Capable. Plus. Eus. <laughs> from mom. Very useful. Um, my old housemate Regan used to love paper maps and the only reason I knew this is because he came home one day and he was like I found myself today cycling down in Grand Canal and I suddenly looked up and said I've never heard of that that street sign but I've never heard of that street name before so I took out my map and I was like oh you mean your phone and he was like no my map and he used to, used to carry a map everywhere with him just so that he could like look and see you know where certain road names were or blah 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 bless I know, and he had a phone. It he could have been a taxi driver. He could have been a taxi driver in Dublin. You know, in London, they have to do that massive test. Sorry, he, no. The taxi drivers in Dublin don't know where they're going. But you know, in um, in London, they have to do that yeah. test called the knowledge. Yeah, and they should have to do it in Ireland because many a time I've been taken the entirely wrong way by a taxi driver and then like charged for the pleasure. But it literally, it is a legal requirement and they have to learn every single street and I every know, single and so they should. alleyway. But like, it's, it could take up to a year for Good. them to actually get. Okay, but I'm just saying, isn't it amazing? Yeah, it is amazing. Like, it's amazing. They know the way and they still sometimes drive you the long way just to make more money. Well, that's that's a slur. Is it? No, but it's mean. Hashtag not all taxi drivers. Yeah, not all taxi drivers. But if you were, I mean, if you were a taxi driver, I feel like if somebody got in and was really annoying, if they were reading the Da Vinci Code, I might be like, we're going the long way. Very judgmental here. Only about the Da Vinci Code. But you might be like, oh, I have the knowledge. You obviously have the knowledge too. I've got the knowledge. Yeah. Um, You know what? I actually hate being directed in the car I prefer to have my phone somewhere I can see the map and just direct myself yeah but you can't you don't have it where you can see you have it down at your leg it's extremely dangerous and you should have it up on one of those holders I know I know I have to get one of those I have to get a holder for my pop socket for my basic bitch pop socket that's what you need to get I did have a holder and I know I just can't find it but why don't you just put it why don't you just put it through the audio instead of reading the map because I don't think I have that in my in my car doesn't work you can't just plug in your phone no oh I think I can, you know, do you think there's anybody, are you disagreeable when navigated to? Probably, yeah. You are. Where do you think you get that from? Dad. Oh. Was this a quiz? Yes. Was this a test? Yeah, absolutely get it from dad. I remember one time 
mom and dad came into town to go to dinner. I think we were going to go to like, I think I was taking them to Crackbird or something. Just so I was like, let, you know, come in, let's go to this nice restaurant. Like dad will like basically because mom doesn't really care about restaurants. But basically dad couldn't get parking. And you could see now. Because there's a lot of one-way streets in, our, in in Dublin. So he ended up going around in a couple of circles, I think, around Temple Bar. And he was getting, I mean, irate is not the word. <laughs> the first circle, he was getting like a little bit short with me and mom. We were just like chatting in the back. We're like, don't worry, like, you know, we'll find it, blah, blah, blah. The second circle, he started going a bit pink. And like his 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 responses were getting very short and he started telling us to stop talking. You know what I mean? And he was like, stop. Poor dad. Trying to find a parking space. The third circle, Beatrice, it was like... Dante's Inferno. He was he was going right back home to Kildare if he wasn't going to get a parking place. He was like, but that probably does happen to me as well. Like I just get a bit stressed sometimes. And like, oh, oh, you know what? Especially with the kids, if I'm trying to if I'm trying to figure my way somewhere that I don't really know where I'm going, or I'm trying to get a parking space or whatever, and they're like in the back asking questions or like chatting or going, "Can we have this? And can we put on music? And can you change the radio station?" I'm like, "Shut up!" Well, when mom and dad came to visit me in Dallas, the airport is like. It was about 30, 35, 40 minutes oh, outside the of the city. massive as well, isn't it? Absolutely massive, yeah. And it's like, you know, the, the highways and everything there are just six lane, eight lane. They're crazy, right? I have to say, God bless Fort Wayne Airport for being I like the little Lego airport of our youth. No, and they ha- and they've like somebody greets you off the plane, gives you a cookie. Oh my God, it's great. It's, it's tiny. It's so nice. And like two steps from the disembarkment, you're at the baggage claim. I know, it's my favourite parts where they always go, ladies and gentlemen, arriving off, flight, whatever, your luggage will soon be available on carousel four. And you're like, literally there's only one carousel like going at yeah. any given yeah. time. But so. there are only four carousels and you can always see which one is moving. Oh, it's actually hilarious. It's great. Yeah. So anyway, um, mom and dad arrived over to Dallas and I went out to pick them up and it was dark. It was the, it was like 11. I, th- I don't know what time they were arriving. It was a late, it was a late night flight. It could have been nine o'clock, right? And I picked them up and dad, dad took the phone. Dad was sitting in the front of me. Mom's always oh in the back. Gosh. And dad's like, I'll navigate home because I didn't really know my way around Dallas very mm-hmm. well. Like I was always very reliant on the L phone. And uh, so he was navigating and I was like, I think I'm supposed to go this way. Nope, you're supposed to go this other way. I mean, this is worrying for a pilot, isn't it? <laughs> I was just thinking like when he gets up in that plane, I mean, oh not God. only is he like, has he had moments of not being a great navigator, but, just, but he also has moments of like absolutely losing his reason. Rosemary. I mean, you don't even need to get up in a plane with me. He just needs to get into the swimming pool. So the swimming pool is very deep, right? The deep end of the swimming pool is very deep. <laughs> and we were telling they the kids. The bends. Yeah, we were telling the kids, like, don't don't go dive, diving in the deep end of the swimming pool because, like, it's actually really deep, right? And they're not, like, that strong swimmers yet. Like, Nash is 10, so he's now allowed to go down and touch the bottom. But it's about 13 or 14 feet. Yeah. It's a very old pool. We're getting it. We're getting it fixed, and it's going to be six feet at the deepest end. But anyway, it's thirteen or fourteen feet right now. And your man, the pool builder, was like, "Oh, we would never build this anymore, etc." So, Dad, of course, very competitive with I don't know who. Nobody was competing, but always likes to prove that he's got what it takes to do X, whatever needs to be done. Takes a does a duck dive down underwater, right? <laughs> And I was like, they're all kind of laughing and joking about dad determined to touch the bottom. And he never, he didn't come back up like in the time you would expect him yeah. to come back up. And we're kind of looking down, we're like, where's dad? And he's swimming around down there, right? <laughs> and then he comes back up all flustered, like all looking really kind of panicked, eyes a bit boggly. And I was like, are you okay? He's like, I got a bit disoriented down there. <laughs> That's actually kind of terrifying. But anyway, yeah, forget the, forget the plane, like in the, in the end of the pool, oh, with, surrounded by eight people. Anyway, so back to Dallas. So I was like, are you sure this is the right way? I feel like I, I came the other from the other direction. This is correct. Who's got the phone? Who's driving? Me or you can imagine, right? 
mom's in the back. Ah, Philip, like she does know, you know, she does live here. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. I was like, it's fine. That's what we're chatting about, you know, whatever. And then we're driving. I'm like, I definitely don't think dad, we should be heading in this direction. Well, let me just look at the phone again. Oh, oops. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, I have never seen her so delighted. Now, Philip, if this was you, you'd be up in arms. You'd be raging. Listen, give it a break. You look at how well she's taking this. Look at how. And I was like, it's grand. Like, I mean, we're just chatting in the car and, you know, it's it's literally we're 30 minutes in the wrong direction. It's fine. We'll turn around. You know, I felt more bad for them, honestly, because they've been on yeah, this long. Tired. Yeah, 14 hour flight or whatever. Oh, my God. She was delighted. She still talks about it. But he was adamant. Like there was no there's also a dad. There is no questioning it. Like he knows the way and he's going the right way. But you know what? Like as somebody whose phone is often dead, I do find that it is extremely dangerous to only rely on your phone. I actually, now that we're having this conversation, I'm thinking I probably should buy a paper map to put in my car because I recently drove out to Roanoke and on my way there, I was like, God, you know, these back roads look glorious and I'm sure they're parallel to the main road. Why would I decide that? Just because I decided they were? No idea. Yeah. Was your phone dead? Well, my phone died about five minutes into these back roads. And then I was driving and driving and driving. And I was like, I could see for for the first while, I could see the main road, you know, was truly parallel. And soon it was no longer parallel. And then I was in murder country. Deep, deep country. So it looked, yes. And I was like, hmm. And I had just watched Making a Murder. And I literally was like, that could be a fire pit. That looks like a fire pit at the back of that lonely house. The only house I've seen for 10 miles. Sure, listen, according to these documentaries, everybody's got a fire pit. I think it was more like a bonfire fire pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was driving and driving and driving and I was getting into a major panic. And then I was also running out of petrol. Actually, it was a nightmare. Finally, I hit the highway and saw a sign that I recognized. But I was doing that like, you know, heavy breathing, verge of tears. Got home, realized... I really need to charge my phone more often. But also how reliant we are on our phones now. Like, what do you do without your phone? Have you ever gotten lost in the last couple of years? Yeah, sure. I've gotten lost in the last couple of years in Dublin when my phone was off. I'm like, I'm crap because I because I rely on maps or even like when I'm walking or when I'm cycling or something, I would kind of like look at the phone first and go, OK, this is where I'm going. So I like in, in a lot of instances, even though I've done the trip four or five times, I wouldn't be quite sure was it this turn or was it that turn? Because I'm so reliant on the phone telling me. That's the great thing about New York is that literally the streets are numbered. Oh, it's on a grid as well. Yeah. It's so handy. I mean, once you get to a certain point, right, it's yeah. on a grid and it's brilliant. And that's why I'm always totally confused in the Lower East Side. Like, it's very, you know, meandering. And yeah, yeah. Is, when it gets more normal, like it gets more European or more Yeah, and like, it's like Elizabeth Street and Prince Street and Canal yeah. Street. But, you know, once you move up, it's like first, first Street, Second Street, yeah. Avenues. Like, it's very... I have to say, Claire McCabe, our mom is amazing at knowing street names, at knowing where she is in Dublin at all times, where she is in relation to somewhere else. You know what I mean? How far? And like, like does she still claim this is from having to get two buses to school when she was young or something? But she also has a strange, this is where she's got, she's got that, what's it called? Synesthesia. This is the thing where she remembers the numbers and she remembers, like, and she'll say, people, will dri- a car will drive by oh, and yeah. she'll go, oh, that's your Uncle Frank's car back from 1967. Yeah, or like like she knows every license plate she's ever yeah, seen basically belonging to somebody she knew. Yeah. I don't think that's I, I think synesthesia is the one where you associate colors yeah, or well or or shapes or you have like oh, it's like you have okay. a sensory like an association equation with yeah, association. But it I can also be she does it can also it. be memory related apparently. There are lots oh. of different types, but yeah, she definitely very pointy. I thought I had synesthesia for a while number. because I because I think of the days of the week in color. 
But like, that's the only thing. Oh, I think of the days of the week as like a, a staircase, but... No, yeah. m- Monday's blue, Tuesday's yellow, oh. Wednesday's green, Thursday's purple, Friday's red, Saturday's yellow as well, which is confusing. And then Sunday is a slightly different green. Oh, and is this, are these related in any way to how you feel about these particular days? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Because I don't, I mean, they're none of those colors that I feel a particular affinity with. I like a Thursday, purple, but like. Do you like purple? No, not really. But I like <laughs> Thursdays. So maybe it's, so no, it's not, it's not a positive association. Then. I can't. Well, I like purple to look at, but I don't, I wouldn't wear purple clothes. Like. Why not? I don't know. Feels like, um. You know what it is? When I lived in Galway, a lot of hippies wore purple. It's that purple McDonald's. tapestries. It's that McDonald's Grinch. Is the Grinch? No. Who's the one who wears purple? Oh, the big thing. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah. I remember those McDonald's guys. They don't have them anymore, do they? They were a bit creepy, but it was also the, the one in our camp in Massachusetts looked just like that person. And we used to call him whatever. He was always wearing purple as well. So I hate wearing purple as well. Although I did I buy a purple cardigan out there that I was just this morning thinking, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> did you see um, ja- the jacket or the blanket thing that ASAP Rocky wore to the Met Gala mm-hmm. speaking of I, I don't know color, I was thinking of colours and quilts and purple and stuff somebody on Instagram or on Twitter shared that basically, basically their grandmother used to own this quilt that they donated to a thrift shop in New York and they managed to track to trace it back and found out that the designer did buy this quilt from this thrift shop in New York so it's actually her granny's quilt that he wore to the Met Gala hmm. it's mad so is that design? Huh? So is that design? Well, I can't really remember. Did they just throw the blanket over his shoulders? Then it's not design. But did they actually use the blanket to make him a jacket? Then this was that is design. Like using a fabric to make something is designing, right? Upcycling, yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to the navigation. So do you think like this? There. Well, I actually agree with what you're saying though. That now I don't know my way around half as much. Like I try yeah. to not always use the phone because I would like to actually like I think about how how I can drive around Dublin and know it pretty well, right? Ish. Like I know how to get to certain places, you know. Yeah. Um, and I have a pretty good awareness of oh, I'm kind of this is familiar and that's a landmark and this is whatever. Whereas here, I try to not drive everywhere with my phone so that I can learn it because I feel like if I rely on my phone, I'll now ne- you know it's you'll, just you'll never mindless. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you go and you're brought around somewhere, you know, if, if you go to um, visit somebody. Yeah. And, and you do a walking tour. Yeah. And they just bring you around. And at the end, you're like, I'm none the wiser. I could never do yeah. that again. Yeah. I couldn't couldn't retrace that. I'm OK with downtown Fort Wayne only because when I first came over the year before last, I used to go to the gym in the mornings and then I would walk from the gym to like a cafe and do some work for a few hours. And so I kind of got used to, okay, this is where this cafe is. Like, of course, these are the important things I remember. I these know are the landmarks. Cafe is That's what in I was relation saying. to this landmarks. cafe. Yeah, but like downtown, I could kind of find my way around. But it's also more on a grid. It's also tiny. It's tiny and it's on a grid. So I'm not giving myself too much credit. <laughs> but yeah, like, and, and then there's the odd time now that I'll, like, I can, I can now drive from here to, like, if I, if I want to go to Glenbrook Mall or whatever which is kind of the other side of town. I know how to get there. I don't think I know how to get there. Now, could you get to Chicago from here? No. In a, in a glowing review, somebody told me that the great thing about Fort Wayne is that it's two and a half or three hours away from loads of really great places. So could you get to any of those good places? I couldn't get to Chicago. I could probably get to Detroit because I feel like I mapped that one day and I kind of have a, a vague idea of the direction. You know what I mean? If I probably go get to Chicago if you could find a signpost for it. I mean, oh yeah, listen, if I could find a signpost, I could get there. But I'm trying to think... Do I even know which I direction know. I would have to go in? Well, I know it's <laughs> two of us dopes. I mean, I know it's west. <laughs> it's west? I thought it was northwest. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Northwest, but like you want to go to west out of north. Wayne, like. Well, maybe you're right. I'd be going north. Listen, no, no. Well, no, you wouldn't be going north on the sixty nine because that's going to bring you to Michigan. Listen, oh, I could. Uh, I, listen, I could get to Indy. That's about where I could get. Okay, hang on. I'm just going to map it now. Hang on. Could I get to New York? Absolutely not. Oh yeah, Beatrice. No, no, Sarah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't go northwest. Then you'd be stuck in Lake Lake Michigan. Look. Oh, Chicago's over here. Oh, what? That's no. Hang, oh Jesus. <laughs> It's turning now. Oh my God, why is it not? Just go. Because you're turning your phone around. I'm not trying to. I'll look at my own map. Look. Oh, look, I was right. There's what went there. Chicago. Totally wrong. I mean, it's wet. Like, it is slightly northwest. Yeah, I mean, very slightly. Thanks for being so nice. But once you went even a little bit north, you'd be fucked. It's, you know, that's the other thing about the weird weather in America, right? So Don and I decided we would go to Chicago. When was it? Oh, last April. So the weather, it had, the snow had stopped. The weather had started to warm up and we were like, let's go for the weekend. We need a break from all this snow and everything. Let's go to Chicago for the weekend. And we forgot, like, that's the other weird thing is the minute you go half an hour north or south in America, the weather changes pretty oh, dramatically. Yeah. Like yeah. you go to Indy in the summer and it can be four or five, six, even 10 degrees hotter than Fort Wayne. Oh. And the same with Michigan. It's colder, right? Because it's right, north. It's north, yeah. And we went to Chicago and we were just like delighted and we had all our lovely you know, beginning of summer, clothes packed. And as we oh, drove the windy across city. the bridge of Chicago, it was snowing again. And we all just were like, just we turn around, except we had like exceeded the cancellation date on the hotel. I was so depressed. And we basically spent most of the weekend, and the boys were delighted, in the hotel room, looking out at like blizzardy tundra, sleety snow. So be warned. That's the other thing. Like, do you check your weather app? I mean, along with the navigation, I feel like I'm never very prepared for these trips because people go, oh, did you not bring your umbrella? And did you not bring this? And I'm like, no, did you check your weather app? Why would I do that? Oh my God, I check my weather app all the time. Well, so I'm... you seem to have a more reliable weather app than I have. Well, I just have AccuWeather. You just use your phone's one, don't you? Yeah, and it doesn't seem to be good. Why don't you get AccuWeather then it's free? I, I like complaining. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was me. The, the one time I was in Chicago was right before, I remember I came over to visit and we went to Chicago for a couple of days right before Thanksgiving. And it, I mean, it was very windy, right? The Windy City. It lashed rain for three days. And we had all these plans. We're like, we're going to go to this museum. We're going to go to that museum. And we didn't have a car. So we're staying in a hotel, like pretty much, pretty central. But we still like went out like in our raincoats. And umbrellas are kind of useless in Chicago. The same way they are in Dublin. They just get blown inside out. Mm-hmm. So, so we were like trying to bundle up and like walk across this museum. And it was just... Miss. Miss. I mean, it was amazing. And then there was one day where it didn't rain and we went and we did the Architectural River Tour, which is oh, that's amazing. amazing. And that's I really want amazing. to go and do that again with Brandon because he's never done it. I don't know if he's been actually been to Chicago. Whatever in his life. Text him. Yes, of course he has. Text him now. Do you know what? I mean, I have to say, though, as a tourist, I'm much better as a tourist than I am as somebody living in a city. Like I lived in Milan. I never went to see the last. Oh, I know what you mean. Disgrace. I lived in Paris. I never went to see the Eiffel Tower. Like I walked underneath it, but I never went up it. I went to I went to the Eiffel Tower with uh, an ex who shall not be named. And I think that the queue for the elevator was so big that we were like, we'll just do the stairs one. Loop the loop. Oh, yeah. Well, we only went. I, I think the stairs were closed after a certain point. So we went up to like a certain the 10th or the 15th or oh. something. Not like I don't know how many floors we went. We went about halfway. And then we came down again. But we'd also already climbed up the Arc de Triomphe, which is deceptively a lot of steps. It is a lot of steps. We were exhausted. We went up the um, Leaning Tower of Pisa. We went on a school tour and that was... Did steps. We? You're allowed to go up the Leaning Tower of Pisa now that I say this. No we idea. went up somewhere and had lots of steps. <laughs> <laughs> and then I lived in New York and never went up the stupid 
Empire State Building. Statue of Liberty. No, I went up to the Empire oh. State Building. And I, the closest I ever got to it was like on the, on the Staten boat. Island Ferry, yeah, going over to an amazing Italian restaurant called Nana, where these old grannies come out and feed you like they rotate and do their meal of the day. Rotating so grannies. Unbelievable. That should be the name of a band. That's actually a good one. It was amazing. No, but but we also did the the ferry tour around the... We did? Yeah. Oh, around yeah. Around the Statue right. of Liberty. I don't know if I ever went up the Empire State Building. I think I went up the Rockefeller, the Rockefeller Center with you. Yeah. And then when I was in, was when I was in Chicago, I went and did Tilt. So you know that there's this high, I think it's one of the highest, one of the tallest skyscrapers in Chicago. And you go up and they have this viewing deck where you go and you stand in a window, basically holding onto these handles and the windows tilt outwards to a 45 degree angle. Right. So you're basically suspended on the windows and then it tilts you out. So it's almost like you're lying face down. I mean, not face down, 45 degrees looking at the street. And basically, as soon as the window started to tilt, I got the greens. Mm. I kind of, I'm always forgetting that I'm afraid of heights. I remember I went on this like adventure, you know, this like adventure forest thing. And they were like, hey, walk across this beam. And I went completely green and nearly puked. And they were like, come down, like come down immediately. But I went on this tilt thing and my hands got so sweaty, I kept slipping off the bars. And I was afraid I was going to like face plant into the glass, which obviously it like wouldn't have broken. Oh it would have been mortifying. My hands were just so slippy. I couldn't hold on to them. I was like, Ooh. well, I am actually terrified of heights also. Why? Like, I can't go near the edge. Like, when I see people posting pictures from, you know, the cliffs in Ireland or um, the cliffs national no parks hair. or whatever. Yeah. Like, I actually cannot. Like, my the bottom half of my leg starts to wobble. Know, it's wobbling now. And Don told me recently that at the Grand Canyon, they have a big glass well I mean I know they have this big glass viewing place where like the ground the floor of the thing is glass and recently there was a crack in it or am I making that up was I watching a TV show anyway and he was like yeah he walked out on it with his friend and I was like I actually feel I feel like I am turning to jelly just thinking about that did you see that swimming pool in London that they put up between the two buildings no way I could swim in that absolutely none I would be Sitting on the edge of the pool, I wouldn't even be. I I'd be afraid. Be, I'd be, I'd be, I actually I'd be feel sick cafe. right now. I feel so. I'll be inside. John, I'll have a coffee. Come in when you're ready. I'd like to um to correct myself. The restaurant is called Enoteca Maria, also known as Il Ristorante delle Nonne, which was a very good Italian accent just there on Staten Island in New York. Okay, uh, yes, and it is amazing. And there's a great little video here of the nanas in action, and they're absolute dotes. Anyway, it was delicious apart from anything else. So if you ever make find yourself in Staten Island randomly. Um, Don't bother climbing the Statue of Liberty. Just go to that, that granny restaurant. That, right, yeah, get on, the, get on the ferry, go to that restaurant. It was delicious. We walked up from, did we walk up from the, we walked up from the ferry. So it was walkable distance. Although I do remember at the time thinking it was a bit of a long trek, but it was worth it because it was amazing. Oh, I actually hate having to work for my dinner. You know, when you're like, we're going to go for dinner, but we have to walk 20 minutes there. I'm like, oh, I just want to get a taxi. <laughs> I just want to navigate my way there. No, oh no, just want, just want to be brought there. Well, anyway, I'm. what else am I absolutely terrified of? Absolutely terrified of heights. So I would recommend staying in your car, um, learning well, where you're Unless you're on a glass bridge. Have a paper map in case your phone dies. Um, don't don't get, let Rosemary navigate. Don't let Rosemary navigate. Don't bother navigating for dad. He's got this. <laughs> don't let mom commentate on the navigating. Don't let dad Doesn't help. deep end your swimming pool. <laughs> Poor dad. Bless. Yeah, just, you know, make sure there's somebody with you if you're going to dive down to the bottom of a 14 foot pool. For the well, that's time. actually true. That's actually true. Don't swim unattended. Anywhere. <laughs> Don't navigate unattended. Don't swim unattended. Don't drive unattended. 
Thank you all so much for listening. We'd, we'd love to hear your calamitous stories of navigating or being navigated the wrong way. Have you seen the Bayeux Tapestry? Is it in Bayeux? Be helpful to me if it wasn't. And I could be like, ah, listen, it's been in Germany all along. Although that was probably like, God, 20 years ago now. So probably, I mean, even if it's moved now, it's probably in Bayeux. Don't look it up. Are you looking it up? No, I'm looking up if the, if the Grand Canyon actually cracked. Oh, like, <laughs> I thought maybe you were that, looking maybe up the Bayeux Tapestry. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, while we are on our kind of semi-maternity leave, we, it won't really make a difference. You'll, you'll still be getting us into your ear holes, but you can get a brand new episode each and every Friday on Patreon, patreon.com slash not without my sister. Help subsidize my maternity leave and uh, support, support the podcast support that you love. Your maternity leave. I would say, okay, I don't want to be like disseminating fake news here. So I'd say I couldn't find anything about that crack. But the article I just read said that if, if Grand Canyon glass walkway does crack, you're probably still safe. So be reassured by that. So if that swimming pool cracks, keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. That's a good life lesson. Unless you're in the 14 foot pool and you're swimming the wrong direction. Stop Actually, swimming. do you know what? I'm quite genuinely going to say, don't take this advice. If it cracks, I would recommend getting out of there. Do not ever say, do not ever have it said that if something cracks, Beatrice said, stay on it, you're fine. No, I'm going to say, A, don't get on it. B, if it cracks, get off it. Can ASAP. I, sorry, can I just say, if any listeners to our podcast are taking anything into their lives and going, <laughs> Beatrice McCabe said, like the only advice that I would legitimately take from Beatrice McCabe would be about work. Oh. I think your work advice is very good. Thanks a lot. I think sometimes your children advice of like, just read a book and ignore them is not great. It's actually really good for me. It's really good for you. But like the child could be in, in, ag- no, in, in agonia no, in the side no, of the room. No, I never said that. I, you know, I didn't say ignore the kids. I, and you know what? The advice, it depends which side you're coming from. Usually my advice is about like for your own well-being. Like that is for your own well-being. You read a book, chill out. Don't walk on that glass. Okay, I, I reiterate, take her career advice only. You Everything know, I, else, pinch of salt. I'd have to say, take all, some I'd of her career all advice. of it probably pinch of salt. Like you pick and choose what you want to take for you. You know what's right for you. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> watch, watch a TED talk. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. This episode of Not Without My Sister is edited by Tall Tales. Sound and original music are by Don Kirkland. And our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a proud member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, the Dublin Story Slam podcast. You can find them all over at thewarren.ie.